The Daily Rios for June 25th, 2013. It's a Top 5 Tuesday today, inspired by yesterday's little rant in yesterday's episode. And this is about the idea that sometimes we hold some people up uh, too high. We hold people up to be our leaders, our benchmarks, our mouthpieces uh, for certain types of fandom, whether it's comics or movies or the geek genre in general, whatever. And because we hold them up and retweet them and reblog them and help to spread their geek word, the outside world, such as, as it is, tends to go to them as the experts to our kind, as a gateway to our community, you know, the experts that they need for their talk shows or articles or whatever. So this is my top five stop representing me thank you very much list. And we start with, uh, I don't know, this might be fairly obvious, but we start with Kevin Smith. Now, how long has it really been since he last wrote a comic that was on time and completed? You know, look, I'll give him all the credit in the world for his Daredevil and Green Arrow runs, but beyond that, he is not the voice of comics. No matter if he does a podcast, no matter if he has a TV show, we, we can stop holding him up as someone who is the epitome of one of us. He's not. He's got money. He's got uh, a, a really nice address book for people to contact. He's got shitty comics and shitty movies next to great comics and great movies. And sometimes I think it speaks volumes that his lack of creation over the past number of years is sometimes more talked about than his creations. So this is partly the media Partly conventions, you know, people that are always saying, you know, let's get Kevin Smith. That'll get us attention. That'll get eyes on, on whatever it is we're using him for, you know? And you know what? That's not for me. I'm not downplaying his role. I'm not downplaying what he may or may not have done. But in the past number of years, the thing that I remember him the most for is when he got into a little spat with whatever airline that was that said he was too fat. And we were supposed to be on his side. And we were, because he's one of us. You know what? No. No. You know what? The point is, he is one of us. He's a normal schmo, just like the rest of us. And I think we just need to start treating him a with a little less reverence. You know, I know that, that's kind of what this list is about. All right. Next up, let's go to um, Patton Oswald. All right. Now, here's my story on Patton Oswald. I had an ex uh, a few years ago girl I was dating, and she was a comic groupie. Now, not a comic book groupie, but a stand-up comic groupie. She loves comedy. She's funny herself, and when she was going to go see Patton Oswald in New York, she emailed him. No shit. She totally emailed him. I saw, I saw the emails, and said, hey, I love your act. I love your stuff. You're funny. You're great. And in her own charming way, she said, you know, hey, let's get together. I won't tell your wife or your girlfriend or whatever. And she was kidding and, and being flirtatious and, and, and being honest with, you know, what she really enjoyed about his stuff. And he replied, and he was very flattered. And he said that that was not his thing. But, you know, some maybe sometimes in the future, sometime in the future, if things were different, blah, 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 blah. 
busted Patton Oswalt. I was like, what? Keep your bird in your cage. <laughs> so that whole, I don't know, that geek rap he had a few weeks back, something about merging different franchises, I didn't watch it. It didn't strike me as something that I wanted to waste my time with. I mean, like, like that's the first time someone thought of that. Like, that's the first time this year someone thought of something like that. Why are we holding that up? Like it's some new revelation and some new awesome concept of getting your peanut butter and your chocolate and your chocolate and your peanut butter. We've been doing that shit for years. That's been discussed at comic shops for for decades, you know? Like, <laughs> it's not anything you knew. And yet it was tweeted and retweeted and reblogged and tumblered and everybody was like, oh my god, it's the second coming of Stan Lee. You know, it was like treating it like it was this huge, monumental thing, and I just, I didn't get the point. So, he's on my list. Next we have Chris Hardwick, the Nerdist. Now, I don't care about his pedigree as a nerd. I don't care about his history. I don't care about his guests that he gets. Again, he's like Kevin Smith. He has people that can get him anybody he wants. What I do care about is when his walls are down or when they are knocked down, he is a douche. Case in point, New York Comic Con, he interviews Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire, who are two comic book writers that write for DC Comics and for Vertigo. Scott Snyder writes uh, American Vampire for Vertigo, and Jeff Lemire wrote uh, Sweet Tooth and some other stuff for Vertigo as well. Now this is actually on a video, you can see this. Uh, the first part of it you can't see. The part that they cut out is when he introduces them, as the creators of Vertigo Comics. And they laughed. They laughed at him. So that part was cut out, and then he decided, okay, so they someone corrected him, maybe one of his producers corrected him. So they start the interview again. And this part is actually, you know, on the video. And, you know, I know the excuse is, he's not a comic book guy, someone gave him the wrong information, you know what, I don't care about any of that. What I care about is the following exchange that starts the video. Doing a lot of stuff with DC and the New 52, yep. and I started reading, um, which I'm just starting to, to go through, and it's, uh, I love the Superman reboot, Animal Man, what's, for, what's the problem? No, nothing at all. It was, <laughs> it was a bit laughing just because of thinking of where the founders and whatever. I was going to make a bad joke about having the 52 being our idea. <laughs> you should! It's all I'm right. telling it's you, okay. if you take credit for it, no one's going to dispute it. It's okay. And then you know what happens? They give you the company. We had the idea for 53, and they were like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's one too many? 52 and a half. It's one too many. It was. It was. No, we're doing a lot of exciting stuff in the 52, and we're very excited <laughs> Just to... take credit for it, please. <laughs> the... You hear that? You hear how defensive he got? How pissed off he got? That God forbid he was made to look like he didn't know what he was talking about? Poor fucking baby. I love how in that interview, Scott Snyder is giggling his ass off. I met Scott Snyder, talked to him at C2E2. That cat is humble and quiet and non-imposing. And Chris Hardwick treated them like he was scolding kindergarten children. Like, they should be honored that he was interviewing him. No, you know what? You should be honored that they took time out of their schedule to come to you. Fuck Chris Hardwick. All right, number four on the list, Adrian Curry. She was the first winner of America's Next Top Model. She was married to Peter Brady, Christopher Knight, and she bills herself as the mistress of the dorks. What? Excuse me, but I don't remember having an affair with you. And the only mistress that I'll recognize 
Hello, darling. It's me, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, the sassy lassie with the classy chassis. Oh. Nice try, Adrian, but no. We ain't falling for that one. And then, last on the list, and I'll probably get the most flack for this one, Star Wars. That's right. I said it. Star Wars. Enough already. Not every geek lives their life in the way of the Force. And this isn't even a Star Wars Star Trek thing. It's just a Star Wars pop culture thing. Yes, it's a cultural phenomenon. Yes, it's a billion-dollar franchise. Billions of dollars of franchise. It, but come on. We don't all suck at the teat of George Lucas's creations, and we don't all need Star Wars to prove our geekery, right? I had to laugh when it was announced that uh, the WB was going to do a JLA movie for 2015. And I saw on Twitter and elsewhere the cries of, No, you're rushing it. That's too soon. Don't fast-track the JLA. And then Disney bought Lucasfilms and announced that their first Star Wars movie was aimed for, you guessed it, 2015. Yay! New Star Wars! Only two years away! J.J. Abrams is gonna rock! You see? You see what I'm getting at? And who knows why one was more accepted than the other? What, you really think it's okay to do a 2015 Star Wars movie? Because the average Joe, you know, he knows who Luke Skywalker is over Superman, over Batman Wonder Woman? Do you really think the WB needs to build up to a JLA movie the way Marvel had to Avengers? Come on, son, you just proved that you're a Star Wars geek. If you criticize a JLA 2015 movie and cheered for a Star Wars 2015 movie, you're part of the machine, just like everyone else. How one is labeled fast-tracking and the other one is labeled the most awesomest thing in the galaxy is beyond me. So, there you go. That's my top five. Who'd be on my alternate list? Uh, people like uh, Kristen Bell, like she's every geek's girlfriend. Big Bang Theory, of course. Uh, Joss Whedon, to a degree. King of the Nerds. Um, I don't know. I'm sure I could think of so much more. Now, who would I want to represent us? Who do I think is the best example of geekdom and geek culture? You know what I say? How about yourself? How about what you enjoy and what you know and what you bring to the table? Because you don't have people researching for you and buying your comics. And you know what? Maybe you aren't the stereotype of comic book men. Or you're not trying to shove your square self into a round hole, right? I have no doubt that my top five list there, those, those people, those concepts, had to pay their dues and had to struggle to get where they are. But you know how they did that? They did that with you. And when they start to forget that, and when they start to think they are above you and above the people that put them up where they are, that's when there's a problem. You are the reason they're there. You're the reason you're giving them uh, the support that puts them in that position. You are just as important as they are. Your thoughts, your ideas, your concepts, your support, your money, all of that should be paid attention to. The minute I feel one of them start to slip and not earn their place, that's when I have a real problem. When they don't constantly vie for your attention, and when they don't constantly produce, and when they don't constantly say, hey, you're the reason I am where I'm at, I have a problem. So that's why this list was made. Anyway, there it is. I think that's enough for today. 
Uh, you can reach me, Peter, at thedailyreels.com, or leave a comment on the website. I will see you tomorrow for New Comics Wednesday.